Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup podcast. My name is Joe Glover and thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It's really, really appreciated. Today we have a talk by Zoe Cuthbertson. She is the Head of Marketing at Aldermore Bank, PLC, although it's very important to note from this talk that Zoe is speaking in her personal capacity. Uh, Zoe will be speaking to you all about how to build the perfect marketing team and the components of the team that will make up everything that you need to cover in marketing. Now, I know that a lot of the people listening to this podcast will also be individuals in, in marketing operations, but what you can take from this is you can almost put on different hats over the course of your day in respect to the team that Zoe's laid out. You leave with a really good idea of the types of things that marketers should and should be considering and should be doing, should be implementing. Zoe is a real force of nature and I've absolutely loved getting to know her over the course of time. If you'd like anything more from the Marketing Meetup, head to themarketingmeetup.com. There's a whole load of stuff, including our, our favourite newsletter in the world, which is our own, so it's a very vain thing to say. Um, but we're really putting our heart and soul into making the Wednesday at 2 Club the best newsletter possible. I also just want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to Baz Richardson uh, from Bravo Marketing. He is one of the world's best human beings. Uh, he is just incredible. You bring in Baz into your organisation when you need a creative director on tap and you will absolutely never regret it. He specialises in producing content that drives results. If you want to know more about Baz and Bravo Marketing, head to bravomarketing.co.uk. So, I'll leave you in the capable hands of Zoe. I really hope you enjoyed the talk and I'll see you soon. My glamorous assistant sorts out my slides, and there they are. Um, just to give you sort of a bit of background, um, reason why James panicked there, um, obviously I do work for Aldermore Bank. Um, this is a relatively new thing, just to be clear. Um, obviously, heavily regulated compliance environment. I am not here representing Aldermore tonight. These are my own views. Um, I have been in marketing for around about 14 years for my sins, doing different roles, um, and actually, the reason, my sort of history in terms of marketing, is kind of why I wanted to do this topic tonight. So for me, um, marketing has been through such a massive change in the 14 years that, that I have been part of it. And I think, I mean, I started out for uh, Littlewoods. Does anyone know Littlewoods? Yeah. yeah. Catalogues. Yippee! They're so cool, aren't they? Um, massive things that cost an absolute fortune to print. You can hold a good table up with them. Things are going great. Um, you flick through, you circle, if you're anything like I was when I was a child. Um, and while I was with Littlewoods, they became Littlewood Shop Direct Group. We launched Very and we went online. So hugely different. Um, and lots of challenge, lots of things going on in this. I, I feel I'm lucky enough that this was all in my career. So for me, why the full stack marketer is a myth. So who here, I'm just interested in a show of hands, who believes they're a full stack marketing expert? Oh, how very interesting. So are we all pretty crap then? <laughs> the primary responsibility of any marketer is to place a product or service in front of the target audience with strategic messaging that raises brand awareness and ultimately drives traffic and sales. Do we agree that's what we do? Excellent. Sounds simple. 
let's just crack on and do it. But you add in regulation, good old GDPR. Um, you add in all the, the array of channels. You add in all the different consumer groups. And this is what I believe you end up with. This is what a marketer does, a whole lot. And this is just really a slide talking about channels. So I haven't even really considered anything else. And we've already got there all of this stuff that this one thing a marketer does. Then we add in, we've got to be strategic. So we've got to look at the future. We've got to be able to set businesses on where they're going. We've got to have a vision. We've got to be blue sky. Oh, but also we've got to implement. Nothing's going to get done if we don't crack on and do it. So we've got to get on with the here and now. And we're expected to be detailed. So it's only me who thinks I'm kind of describing two people there. And we've also got to be customer focused, delivering best in class customer experience, that new sort of buzzword that's kind of come around recently. It's not good enough now just to have a great message, throw that out there, hope it sticks. Now we've got to concern ourselves with how the customer feels and they start complaining a lot more. So we've got to make sure that we have a really great experience for them, but we need to be commercial. So we've got to think about business growth. We've got lots of targets and very often, I might be big in marketing up here, but I'm gonna do that. Um, we have a pretty tough time. So we have some pretty heavy targets and some pretty hefty budgets across different industries. So we've got to do all these things. We are in marketing. We go to interviews. We go to different pitch sessions. We go to whatever it is that we, we do in our day to day. We represent, we are a marketer. But are we B2B or are we B2C? Uh, are we in a competitive market? Are we in a niche? Differing channels, so different businesses want to use different channels more. And then don't even get me started on physical stock. I could not cope with expiring stock. I've never been in an industry that requires it, and I don't think I'll ever dash to go there. FMCG, you can you can you can keep that. It scares the life out of me. So I consider myself a marketer. However, I do not consider myself all of that. And you guys said exactly the same. So none of us would say we are a full mix marketing expert. But is that an issue? So the thing that gets me is I still look at job specs. I go and speak to different people. I've had quite an interesting time in my career very, very recently where I suddenly, I decided I was gonna go and be a consultant. How many people are freelance here? Quite a few, quite a few. So I decided I was gonna do it. I was like, I've reached that point in my career. I'm gonna have a bash. And I started having meetings. And all of a sudden, I would, people were asking for things. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Um, yeah, but can I do it well enough? Am I good enough at that? I said, Am I really an expert in that? You know, me? Um, so, for me, the question is, what value is there actually in being able to say you are a full mix marketing expert? The Spork, fantastic product. I went to a talk recently from our sponsor, Drift, um, and Ryan Dias said very eloquently that the Spork is a stabby spoon and a sucky fork. Bless it, the product's tried to be everything. It went to those interviews and said, hey, I'm a fork, and everyone's like, mm, we want a spoon. Yep, got that too. Um, it's pants. Do we agree? Do we have lovers of the spork? 
<laughs> Excellent. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're comfortable with that. Um, Dan and I were actually having a conversation about it before being absolutely useless for soup because it rolls straight through and it also gives you a stab in the back of the neck while it's doing that. But what does it mean? So what does it mean for us as marketers? There's, there's all this stuff that we, as a group of people here, are quite comfy to say, yeah, we're not full mix, we're okay. But then you have to go out in the big wide world and try and make some money. And how the hell do we do that? Because people don't quite get that. They want a marketer. Those peeps that do that. Those peeps that can do web analytics, look at funnels, um, content, look at um, APIs, talk about PR. One person, apparently, is capable of all of that. So, I've started my own slide there with enter the T-shaped marketer and the T-shaped marketing specialist. And I believe this is the way forward around how we should shape ourselves and manage in now the ridiculous breadth that is being a marketing expert. So how do you ensure that you are T-shaped? And I've said T-shaped for success. So for me, you've got to get that breadth. So ask questions, be interested, Get involved in as much as possible. I wouldn't necessarily go in there saying you're an expert, but go in there and find out. So a great trait of a marketer is to be interested and ask those questions. Get that breadth. This is something, commoditize your capability, that I think the guys who were saying they were freelance, etc., actually do better than in-house marketers like myself because you actually have to find a way to sell yourself. I was talking to one of my network recently who's recently decided to go freelance. And she was like, so I've been spoke to a few people, but I was just kind of babbling. I couldn't really tell anybody what I do. And then I was putting a figure at the end and saying, oh, by the way, are you okay to pay for that? And they were kind of like, mm, no. And so it hadn't gone that well. So she was like, right, okay. So I'll slim it down. What am I great at? So she was finding her capability and how to commoditize it. So be honest. Be honest about what your expertise is. We're all quite comfy to sit here tonight and go, we're not good at everything. Do that and find something that fits. Find what you enjoy. And the big one for me is being able to evidence it. So I think I only picked this up when I had to start going for interviews very recently. And my CV, up until quite recently, I'm embarrassed to admit, was quite light on the numbers front. So uh, it's considerably different now, by the way. And uh, I have plenty of evidence in there for the bits that I believe that I can do. There is some, there is some. I know that'll come as a shock, but there is some. Um, and in terms of the last point, be able to identify your value. So it goes back to that commodity bit. Is there a specific industry where you fit in? So I've gone back into the great corporate world currently. Um, I feel like I fit. I feel like I fit in there. I probably fit better than you, Dan, I think, to be honest, <laughs> right now. Um, is it a business of a specific size that works better for you? Um, that goes back to funding and things like that. Is, this, is there a certain amount of funds? I've recently been with a startup. That was, that was very tough for me. Um, I needed a bit more money than that, not for myself to spend. Um, and then is it a business with a specific type of audience? So is your marketing more suitable maybe for the, for the boo-hoos of the world? Um, or are you more into the saga, for example? What works for you and where are you interested? Because nobody wants to be a square peg in a round hole. Um, 
And I think it's very important that we're in a position as marketers to ask, is it the right time for that business to take you on? It's not necessarily that you don't fit. It's potentially just that they're not ready for you. And what I mean by that is you need to align your skills, your honest skills appraisal with the expertise that the business needs right now. You don't need to be a spork, thank God, but you need to fit and you need to fit the whole. So how do we find our fit? So this is a quite a wordy slide, my apologies. Um, I, I partly did it so I wouldn't forget it all and partly so it's there for you to read and I don't need to read it all through. But you listen to how the business says what they already have. So that starts to gauge their appetite and what kind of business are they. So I have been in businesses throughout my career that had no idea on customers. They had some beautiful funnels. Started out with 600 here, 200 here, 33. Perfect. We'll put 1,200 in the top. That'll get a six out of the bottom, won't it? Great, let's crack on. They didn't have a clue what mix of customers they had, and that is painful. And you go in there, and you have to be prepared to handle that business, because they will be a very certain type of business. And do they talk purely in numbers and targets, as I've just described? Have they done any analysis? And by that, Thinking back to customer experience, do they have the appetite to consider customer experience? It's not just a case of their market share, etc. Do they actually get stuck in and analyse how people are moving through their sites and their journeys, etc.? And that will tell you if it's the right business for you. What's their biggest challenge? What's the time frame? So are you going to need to go in and you change them around quickly because they need you to? Or are they more comfortable with a longer term strategy? Is it more of a mission, a strategic positioning piece? And where strategic, what's the capacity to invest? Now this is massive for me. Um, this is a watch out. So you might think, right, I'm going along and they don't know what they want. Oh great, it's a blank canvas. Oh, I'm so excited. Ouch. This is potential pitfall in my opinion and I have been caught by this a couple of times. So if a business can't tell you what you want, what they want, don't be scared. Don't be afraid to think that's an easy gig because it absolutely is not. Um, you have to make sure that they have the appetite, the funds, and they understand that this is a longer term gig because they are still saying, we've recruited a marketer. We're gonna have, we're gonna have extra value. We've got it, we've nailed this. No, you haven't, no you haven't. So this is very much a managing expectations exercise that it isn't a quick win. And I got some nods there, so I think a few people have been bitten by that. So, if you do then get the capability, you've set off on your project, they were happy with you, they've said, yeah, no, we understand. We want you to shape a team around you. What, what kind of person do you want? So, we know who we are. So how do we make sure that we're covered? How do we make sure we're ready? So what does that full mix marketing team? This is purely how I've shaped my teams in the past. So just humor me on this one. So the full mix marketing team. So this is how you get a select, this is how you become an expert by recruiting specialists, in my opinion. So a brand person, and what I think is very interesting here, all of these people could stand there and say, I am in marketing, I am a marketer, but they are all very, very different. And when you are shaping that team, it's very important that you think, right, what do we need as a business? Which of these peeps is the one we need to focus on right now? So have we got a brand issue? Do we want somebody really creative? 
Do we want somebody who's really collaborative, great, great culture, good communicator, going to really grab the business by the, by the horns? I nearly said something else there, but I'll leave that for Dan. Um, really grab the business and really, really get it going and get the business built on something. Acquisition, much more target, much more numbers focused, more about the budgets. We want somebody who's really, really great with those numbers and doesn't get bored easily of that. I'm not, I'm not big on the numbers, by the way. Conversion. Wants to get stuck in with the operation, um, understand the funnels, the pain points, etc. Obviously, now that has become very UX, very CX focused. So this has actually become very, very digital in most businesses. And then your retention people, so really, really data-driven. Um, you often have a CRM expert. There may be elements that you could automate. You might want to bring in agencies at different parts. But this is how, in my opinion, you take your strengths as a marketer and recruit other experts. And then you end up with your expert. And this is what a marketer looks like, in my opinion. So again, this is kind of nicked a little bit from Ryan Dias. Um, and um, he talks about a 10x marketer. And these here, I'm not going to talk you through them. I think you're quite comfy on these words. There's nothing there too complicated. But this here is, my, in my opinion, the kind of person, regardless of role, that it's great to have within a marketing function. And I don't mean this as avatar. I am talking about the words. So you want somebody quite tactical. You want somebody definitely observant, creative, Curious is a big one for me, so prepared to go out and question. Um, kind of tied into that is courageous. So I don't know if you all are the same as me. I've tended to be a marketer on my own in a lot of businesses, very different to the rest of the business. But business is very commercial, very structured. And I'm going in going, oh, what about the customer? So uh, we have to start. I think we have to be quite strong. Um, and we have to be have integrity for what we want to do. We have to be innovative and adaptable. Things change all the time. And I always feel like marketing is the, is the last to get involved and usually gets kicked. Um, customer focused, huge. Regardless whether it's B2B or B2C, you have to know and care about, which ties into passion. For me, this we're the passionate part of the business. We actually give a damn. You've got to be with a brand that you believe in, you're interested in, um, and you can add value to. Um, and that's probably. The image, really, that I would say you need to be looking for if you get the opportunity to recruit a consultant, recruit an agency, or recruit another person into your team. And I'm going to leave you on this beautiful quote. So what I loved about that was the marketer should be strategic, convincing, and a bit of fun. So I think we can all manage that, can't we? Thank you. That is me. Thank you very much for your time.